Hello, my customer success friends. Yuri Ezips here for CSM Practice, the customer success consulting firm. Today I have with me Chad Hornfeld to explain what is the cadence that we should be doing with the business reviews, who should be attending, what kind of things should we really be talking about, and how did QBRs really evolve in the past five years? He has suggestions for how to automate or scale that process, and what should we really be offering for our most strategic customers. Hi, Chad. Nice to have you join the show. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Chad, can you tell folks that are watching the videos who you are, what you do, where you work, what makes you an authority on QBRs? I've been in customer success for 15 plus years. So I've started as a customer success manager and then um, moved into leadership we were doing uh, QBRs for a long time, many different formats of those, and have seen them evolve um, into many different forms over the years. What do you think, like, after so many years of doing QBRs, first of all, I think the first thing that you hear people say is, stop calling them QBRs, which really stands for quarterly business reviews, because should we really be doing them on a quarterly basis? Yeah, I mean, I think people just use QBRs because it's just a known term, um, but they, they don't actually maybe do them on a quarterly basis or like they don't even do them in the same format. I think that the idea of what a business review is, it's understanding what those business outcomes that the client was trying to achieve, uh, understanding how they're doing against that, and then making recommendations on a go-forward basis. So it could be also based on what their outcomes are as well as like where the product has gone or what additional services do you have. And then again, like coming to some sort of, um, okay, here are some things that you can do. So it should be thought-provoking, it should be challenging, uh, and it's something that just helps to bridge that gap between the client and the product or service, because if you don't do that, as I think we all know, they tend to like go the opposite way. It's almost like this gravitational force that pushes the, you know, the client and, and vendor away if there isn't that, that, that connection that brings them together, and that's kind of what this the idea of a QBR does. What do you think about customer success teams that have slides about how many support tickets were opened and closed? What's the roadmap of the product? There's a series of topics that, you know, if you Google searched QBRs in 2013, would pop up as things to include in a QBR. Do you think that that still holds true? Are there any topics we should not be including in a QBR? Yeah, I mean, I would stay away from... Um, how many issues that you've had, like anything to do with like issues and too, too tactical. I, I think that that's not very helpful in terms of, you know, product roadmap things. I mean, the other thing too, is that in the past, I think what these QBRs represented is a performance review is like for, you know, an employee. It's like one of the only times that you would like sit down and give them feedback where we know that there's so many other different channels and so many other different ways of, of providing that information. So for example, with the roadmap stuff, many clients have like in-app, um, you know, they're providing roadmap information in app and, you know, product updates and things like that. We all know that, you know, our customers may not read certain things, so it gives you a good opportunity. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you want to understand what the customer wants and what they're trying to achieve and what, you know, what, what they're looking for. Um, and also thinking about the audience as well. Um, and then that can determine what you actually include in these business reviews, but try and think about the end goal, like what's the goal of it? And the goal should be to 
show them that, hey, you've achieved this, and here's something else that you could be working towards. So, and then that way, like you, it, it keeps that at a higher level rather than, you know, down to that tactical level. Like I, I definitely don't think that you'd focus on support items unless, you know, it's like me, a customer, or whatever, we have a support platform. <laughs> to, to that degree, if we do push the envelope and feature those business reviews to focus on the business goals, the outcomes that they can achieve and additional value that we can bring, who do we really need to have in the room? Is it the person or point of contact that we typically deal with to address any questions and just on a daily basis or a weekly basis uh, interact with if it's a strategic customer? Or do we need other people in the room for that purpose? I mean, it, it all depends on your, your product and, and, and how, you know, how large that client is and things like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's where the, the way that QBRs have changed over time where, in the past, it was like, well, let's just do the same thing for all of our customers, which is obviously not something that's scalable. Uh, but to your specific question, you know, if with your largest clients, uh, you definitely probably, you'll probably have like different types of reviews as well. Like you may have a component of a QBR that includes executives at the highest level. And then you may have other components that, you know, deal with other kind of different aspects and maybe they're more on a more tactical level. You know, if you had to kind of sum it up, what I've typically recommended is if you have that fairly large client and you're obviously going to want to have the person that's directly involved making the decision, you want to front load all of the executive items and make sure that you have a summary, make sure that you have those value points. And that way you kind of give them the out and say, okay, like you can, you can go away now. I've given you and I've made clear, here's how you're performing in terms of like what to do next. If you're interested, we can you can stay and you're you're more than welcome. Uh, you know what we're going to get to next is we're going to talk about what is those next things that we could potentially work on, and and that kind of maybe dovetails into a success plan, which could be a second component of the business review. However, you're doing this, you really need to make sure that in a meeting or it's through some other communication that the value of your particular product is is driven home to the right stakeholder. Right. How long does a QBR call um, typically takes in your world? Is it a two-hour meeting and has like multiple sections? Or do you actually schedule that follow-up phase in a separate call? Do you have any recommendations around that? Yeah, it, it just, it depends. Like, you know, we, you have some of your, your largest clients, like you could literally have like a, a two-day QBR. Like it could be a multi-day session because you're going on site. Uh, first of all, there's prep ahead of time. So you may have sent them questions ahead of time. You're getting data. It's kind of going back and forth. Uh, there's a joint presentation that you're putting on, you know, with your client. So it, it depends. I mean, if you're to take it back from the largest type clients and, and maybe on a, a more regular size client, like many QBRs are typically done in an hour or so. Um, and that's, you know, very structured. At the beginning, you want an executive summary. You want to focus on here's what you've done. Um, here's the value that it's provided based on what you've described as what you were trying to achieve. You may have some additional points in terms of here's where the product is going and, and, and really like have a discussion there as part of it. That's what you should be trying to strive for so that you're learning um, and then have um, hopefully um, a few things, a few follow-ups, either there's direct recommendations or there's a follow-up discussion 
So the, the, the different flavors, again, like are depending on the type of business, um, the size of the company, et cetera. Like, you know, when I was talking about those two-day ones, at times the company themselves is actually giving you a QBR. They're actually laying out their whole business plan. And so then you want to take in what they've told you and then come back to them. Uh, you know, what we do is we go on site and we actually watch how our clients are using our, their products. So we bake that in as part of the business review. And then we learn what potential ways that we can help them there. Um, and then that kind of gets kind of factored into what we produce as a, as a review. So, um, you know, and then you can kind of scale it down even further to the, the lower end of the, of, of the market where we're, you know, doing at times, I haven't done it where I'm currently a customer, but I would like to, you're li- really doing like a data poll. Um, usually it's automated that says, okay, here's the areas that you're doing well um, here. And you can kind of blend it into a few outcomes that you may have learned about at the, at the implementation phase and then use things like uh, benchmark data, like here's how you're performing against similar clients to you. Here's some, you know, canned recommendations. And that way, you know, for some of these clients that you can't afford to have a full business review, but you still want to provide them valuable information and something that's thought-provoking, what we've done there in the past is we've automated that whole data pool process. We've sent them the information. We monitor it to make sure that it was engaged with. Uh, and then what we do, hopefully it is engaged with. If it is, you may give them the opportunity. It's like, oh, would you like to have someone discuss this with you and, and have a further discussion around this? They can opt into that and use something like a Calendly or something like that or Mixmax. They can schedule it in your appointment, in your calendar. And that way you're taking more of a many-to-one approach. So maybe you don't have a designated CSM. Uh, so that's some of the, the things that where I've seen QBRs evolve um, using automated data, like using that sort of many-to-one approach. And that way you're not necessarily like scheduling a two-day event uh, with a client, which is, you know, not going to be possible if your, your, your ARR is a, a lot lower. Okay. So you feel like you can fully automate QBRs or make them a full two-day session with lots of prep ahead of time. If you had to uh, give the viewers a sort of like um, framework for how to choose the cadence and the level of resources and energy you put into these, what would you say some of the criteria uh, that you use in order to decide the, those kind of things? Like the, the how often are you going to do that? Is it really going to be quarterly? Do you need them once a year or are you going to be fully automated? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Like it, it depends on some of the other things that you might be doing as part of your customer journey. So as an example, like if you have uh, some sort of tooling that's set up that tells you like, hey, here's a problem, um, you know, maybe uh, their usage is lower in these key areas that, you know, are deemed of high value and you have something that's telling you that there's a problem there, then, you know, you don't necessarily have to rely as much on the QBR because you have those right things that are in place that can tell you that there's those problems there. So, uh, you know, it, it just... there's a lot of dependencies there. I know some other products where they don't have a lot of visibility. So just to understand, you schedule the QBRs when you see that there's issue with usage trends? No. So what I'm saying there is that you have some situations where you don't have a lot of visibility into your usage data. So the only way that you're going to actually understand how the client is, is performing is some sort of business review. In those circumstances, you may have to have a more frequent business review. 
But if you have those other uh, detectors of, of potential issues that can tell you and then maybe serve up either automated content or let the CSM know that there's a potential issue, you know, then that there's a different engagement schedule that you have. You know, as I was mentioning, a lot of companies like the QBRs are one of the ways that they just understand, like, is this client doing well or not? Uh, because they don't have any other way of monitoring that. So that that can determine the cadence. Uh, in, and again, like a lot of times people will, you know, CS organizations will just decide, well, this segment's getting this cadence and this segment's getting that cadence. I mean, the other thing is you have to take it from the customer's perspective. Uh, you know, what would be beneficial for them to be aware of things that they could maybe improve on or their value that they're getting? Um, you know, what would be that right cadence? Uh, and, and again, like you have to look at resourcing and things like that. Um, Cause if, it was up to the CSM, um, you know, we would do them more frequently. I think it typically comes down to how difficult it is to do a QBR and how much time they have based on their other commitments. Okay, so if you have 7,000 customers, customer base, yes. do you really do Q more QBRs for those that are hurting versus those that are healthy? That's what I'm getting from it. So can you just like be a little bit more specific? If you did have 7,000 Because um, I think that the approach that you said, it, honestly, it's like if you have 50 customers, yes, do more for the ones you think are more in need and do less for the ones that maybe don't really need it. There's self-serve, they're healthy, they might not be needing as much touch points. But when you have a lot of customers, that's when you start seeing teams actually uh, decide on a customer journey and a cadence for executive business reviews based on a segment because literally you can't really provide the same kind of touch plan to all of your customers. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. If you have 7,000 customers you're, and it's one CSM, you're not gonna do any uh, any sort of physical QBRs. I don't know. Like you have health. one, maybe you yeah. have a, a group of 100 yeah. CSMs, but you would have to decide on a, on a touch plan so a lot of times when I see when there's uh, hundreds and thousands of customers, you have a big, a large customer success team. Uh, the first step mm -hmm. that a, an executive would do is to decide the customer segmentation and try to figure out what's the customer engagement for each segment. But I think what you're saying is for the strategic segment, if you have, let's say, 50 or 100 customers with maybe two or three CSMs or more, for that cohort of client, then don't just Maybe. say, hey, let's do a, a quarterly business review and you have to do the quarterly business review every quarter. You'll actually say, look, let's give them the QBR when they need it. Even though it's called QBR, it doesn't necessarily need to be every quarter. It just means that it's a big event and this is the, we're going to schedule it in a time that makes most sense for the customer. It needs to be in collaboration with the customer and to the best needs of the customer. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I think um, only one thing is that I, when I was saying that you want to give a QBR to a customer that's like having issues, um, what I meant there is that like you would have, it doesn't necessarily have to fall on a QBR to, to, to be able to help a customer. You could have other indicators that there are problems. Um, but to your other point in terms of making sure that the customer is in agreement with the cadence, I think that is really important. Um, you sh it shouldn't just fall onto the CSM and say, you need to do this, this business review in this cadence. I think that some customers 
that there could be other tools that you have that you can utilize. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business review. I do think though, at the end of the day though, it has to be um, like you, the customer needs to understand the value they're getting. So that needs to be communicated in some way. And there has to be, um, you know, some sort of engagement where the customer agrees, like, yes, like I am getting value. Um, I, I'm pleased with the service and here's other things that I want to do. Uh, but I think the other thing too, is that when we were first starting, like a business review was like the number one thing. It was really the only tool that people had in their toolkit. There are so many other different things that CSMs and, and CS organizations are doing for customers now that they should be considering. So, you know, as an example, one of the things that we've launched here, a customer is we're doing a client health check where we go in and we, we do a full review of how they're using the product um, and how their structure is organized. And then we're coming back to them with some sort of review and say, hey, here's some things that you should be doing. Um, so it's not necessarily, it's not like the same like a, a business review, but it is something that, that can provide like a high amount of value. So um, what we're looking at doing is and saying, okay, here's the situation. Here's how we're working with the client. Here are some different things that we can do. Let's engage the client. Let's confirm a few things. Ask them, you know, hey, are, are, are you achieving outcomes that you're looking for? And they'll say, okay, well, here's an area that I want to improve in. Overall, I'm very satisfied, but I want to improve. It's like, okay, well, you're doing a lot of your analysis, let's say, outside of our platform. I don't need to sit you through some sort of presentation that's basically telling you data that you already have. Let's actually, you know, use the time effectively and think about where that you can improve on. So I think, you know, just to your point, like there are other things that you can be doing and you don't necessarily have to push people down a certain path. Uh, and, and, and to better understand that, like doing more voice of the customer type of mission is and asking your customers, what are they looking for? Uh, and then gauging based on where they are in their journey. If they're like, you know, three months in, um, are they six months? Are they one year? Are they two years? Customers will be really looking for different things at different stages. I think that's a really important message and a great takeaway from this video session for folks who are watching is a make sure that you offer additional ways to interact with you so that you can better understand how the customer is doing and can offer value. Don't just lean on the business review so that you don't have to do it on a quarterly basis uh, and uh, create a cadence for your strategic customers and your high touch customers in a manner that aligns with what the customer wishes their experience to be like. Don't try to force a QBR just because you have it as part of your engagement model to do it on a quarterly basis if it doesn't really work for the client. Um, so I want to thank you for your time. And this was a really wonderful uh, point that you brought in. I hope uh, a lot of our audience is going to give this video a like if you heard something uh, new and comment below if you're doing other things that are new in the uh, QBRs or if you agree or disagree with Chad, uh, go ahead and comment below. Thank you so much, Chad, for joining me today. No problem. Thank you, and everyone stay safe. So thank you so much for watching this video. Look at the links below to connect with Chad on Twitter and as well as read his other blogs on social media. We're also having a link to a blog with some downloadable for QBR examples and a checklist for other things that you can do beyond QBRs to really understand what value you can bring to customers and how to, can you augment the QBR process 
going forward. I'll see you at the next video. 